0: When
1: things are shifting, we're going to be a new world order. We've got to beat it.
2: The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of In Time Headlines. All right, what's up guys? It is Thursday, January 26th. We want to welcome you to the broadcast. Uh, we've got a lot to cover on this broadcast. So if you can give me about 45 minutes to an hour, yes, 45 minutes to an hour, we, we got a lot to cover. So if you guys are very short in attention span, this may not be a broadcast that you might enjoy But we're going to cover a lot of stuff That I feel like is of urgency That we need to report to you uh, Before we get started If this is your first time joining us Let us know in the comment section below That you are new And where you guys are joining us from We would always appreciate that Don't forget to hit that like button The subscribe button uh, Whatever platform you're in Share this broadcast We would appreciate that That gets us out there On the algorithms And gets our uh, information And our ministry circulated out there so people can see this so again without further ado this is in time headlines this is news and headlines from a prophetic perspective i am your host pastor founder and the voice of in time headlines ricky Scaparo. um now so what are we going to talk about tonight a lot uh first of all we uh the world i believe is if just based on a lot of things i'm seeing even the world is beginning to recognize the uh the urgency that we're in they're recognizing the the perilous times that we're in the uncertainties the the dangerous climate that we're in and we're going to talk about all that we're going to cover it in fact let's just get right into this thing i'm going to give you some scripture right off the bat as a foundation to go to this, this is Matthew 24, verses 36 through 44. If you're listening by Apple and Spotify, that is Matthew 24. Uh, that is 36 through 44. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. He's referring to the day of the Lord, the Lord's return. But as the days of Noah were also so the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying, uh, given in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark and did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. The then two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two men will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, another left. Watch therefore. For you do not know what hour your Lord is coming, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready for the son of man is coming in an hour. You do not expect. So again, we see here that the Lord is, uh, he is making it urgent to inform us the his disciples his followers that yes i'm returning but you cannot pinpoint the day nor the hour but you will know the seasons you will recognize the seasons and you will know that the that this hour is imminent you will know that it is near even at the door that's what the Bible talks about in in biblical circles in prophetic circles uh, eschatological circles we uh, many times we use a phrase called the midnight hour we're nearing the you've heard this if you if you go to a church where in which they teach Bible prophecy you'll hear this term, either in the past you've heard it or you're going to hear it that we are closing in on the midnight hour. The hour is late, the end of the age, all these phrases. So it's interesting to me that you, uh, we are now seeing this emphasis on this doomsday clock. We're going to talk about this, but this article that you're looking at on your screen here, this is from Michael Snyder, the most important news um, if you're not following that's a good page to follow we always recommend Michael Snyder's always got good content there he does a lot of research and puts kind of things together uh, it honestly saves uh, me a lot of legwork when I give a lot of uh, some of these uh, updates because he puts a lot of events that we that we share on our website it's it's interesting because many times he'll he'll quote us he'll quote in some headlines because of the information we share and then he just He'll take some articles and he'll put them together and he'll give you these uh, these little uh, blogs that he writes. And that's what we're reading here. And here's the name of it. Wake up, America. Apocalyptic scenarios are unfolding all around us, but most people are still asleep. Oh, isn't this the truth today? Again, apocalyptic scenarios are unfolding all around us. And that's what we want to talk about today. They're unfolding all around us, but most people are still asleep. Are you still asleep? Are you awake? Are you being slumbered? Are you being, are you being a cradled to sleep by the enemy? Is your family, is your coworkers, is your friends, is your acquaintances, are, have they already fallen to a deep slumber or deep sleep? And, when, and you say, well, who, who is cradling the sleep? Obviously, it's Satan. He's the He is the puppet master, but he's using different methodologies to cradle us to sleep. He's using the entertainment industry, the media industry. He's using the music industry. He's using uh, all these industries to, to keep people so occupied and so bogged down and weighed down and distracted that we're losing focus of what's going on around us. And that's what we want to talk about. About today uh, let me give you another verse here again I told you the midnight hour you're gonna hear this phrase all the time even in the gospel of Matthew chapter 25 we all know this so I don't want to read all this for the sake of uh, of reading our audience most of you guys are pretty well uh, versed and you're knowledgeable on these scriptures but in Matthew 25 it talks about a midnight cry going out, a midnight herald going out, and uh, this midnight cry is to awaken the bride. And according to the scriptures, it says that they will all be slumbered and sleeping, and this this cry of awakening is going out to get them ready to enter into the marriage chamber. So friends, I believe this is where we're at right now Uh, without a shadow of a doubt. I believe that's where we are prophetically speaking is the cry is, is, is being heard for those who have discernment. Obviously the trumpet hasn't sounded per se and the door opened in which we step into that. I'm talking about again, for those who believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, that's what I'm referencing here. Obviously, that event has not yet happened, but I believe this is the rehearsal. We're in the rehearsal We're the bride, the bride, us, the ecclesia is we are we are in this we're in this uh, where we are in the prophetic timeline is we are preparing our garments. We the Bible says he's coming for a, a bride without spot nor wrink, wrinkle, nor blemish. We are getting ourselves ready and preparing ourselves to be ready for the blast of the trumpet. Are you listening to me? Cause I listen, we get a lot of emails on this and they're like, well, what are you saying? If you're a Christian that you're going to miss the rapture, listen, there's just because you call yourself a Christian doesn't mean you're a Christian. And I don't want to get, I don't want to get hung up in all this cause I'll, t- I'll spend too much time in this cause I've got way too much to cover on this, but I'm telling you, not everybody that bears the name of Christ is going to be ready for the trumpet, ready for the midnight cry. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, the overcomers will not have their names blotted out of the Lamb's book of life. Read it. It's there. It's in the book of Revelation. The overcomers. All right. So now I'm going I'm to go over here. The doomsday clock now says the world is closer than ever to a global catastrophe. Now, this is not the church saying this. This is the world saying this. The doomsday clock was moved forward this past week to 90 seconds to midnight. Most of this was because of the worries and concerns over Russian nuclear threats. Uh, and the threat of nuclear warfare between Russia and Ukraine. Let me give you a little bit of a uh, read, a little bit of this. The world is closer to annihilation than it has ever been since the first nuclear bombs were released at the close of World War II. The bulletin of the atomic scientists reported this past week that <clears throat> the time on the doomsday clock has moved forward from 100 seconds to midnight to 90 seconds to midnight. It is a reset of what has come to be known as the Doomsday Clock, a decades-long project of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists featuring a clock face where midnight represents Armageddon, uh, by the way, is a, which is a biblical term. Between Russia's nuclear brinkmanship and its war on Ukraine, the real threats of climate change becoming increasingly dire and ongoing concerns about more political pandemics caused by humans uh, encroaching on formerly wild areas. The bulletin chose to set this clock to the closest to midnight it has ever been set quote the world is facing a gathering storm of extinction level consequences exacerbated by the illegal invasion of ukraine by russia this explains the latest advance of the clock according to mary robinson who is a former president of ireland and former united nations a high commissioner for human rights so you've got this doomsday clock that the world gauges how close we are to quote-unquote Armageddon, the end of the end, the end of it all. And they are saying that we're the closest than we've ever been in history or since World War II. So isn't it interesting to me? I think it's intriguing to me that the world... And these group of these elites and these scientists and these quote unquote experts, they have a gauge or perception of how just how close we are to this thing coming to an end. But yet you've got so-called Christians that are completely oblivious to this. They don't know end times, they don't study the end times, they don't hear about it, they're not taught about it, and it's never c- come out of the utterance of the mouth of their pastors behind pulpits. But listen, that's what we're here for. We don't want you to be ignorant of the times and seasons of which we're in. All right. The, U- the U.S. is insolvent. Now, what do you what's what's this about? Um, according to Michael Snyder, again, who put this together, the U S government has been, uh, for decades, we have been re we have been robbing Peter to pay Paul. We just. If we don't have the money, we just print it out. We'll just we'll keep doing this and doing this and doing this, and it doesn't really matter. But the debt level is exploding upwards at as at an exponential, excuse me, rate. And the only way that the federal government can continue to pay the bills is to keep borrowing and spending colossal amounts mountains of money that we have to borrow from someone else
3: we've been watching this closely anticipating it as well and it's happened the u.s reached its debt limit yesterday and a cap on borrowing that if breached it could send the u.s and global markets into a tailspin so
2: what does
0: that mean for you yeah. from jobs to 401ks as well as the price of a loan the potential impact may be far-reaching kprc2's lisa hernandez spoke with a financial
1: expert I'm talking about loans, credit card loans. I'm talking about automotive loans. But here's the big one though housing and mortgage, the interest rate goes up.
3: Financial broker Dr. Ralph Steele says if the debt ceiling isn't raised, it could make for tough financial times for already cash-strapped Americans. Homebuyers would likely see mortgage rates jump if the U.S. defaults. New 30-year mortgages could cost an additional $130,000.
1: Now you have less money, not just for your, you know what I mean, because you're paying more for your mortgage, but you have less money for vacation, less money for your children, less money Uh, for everyday living, for your lifestyle. In other words, it impacts what we call the quality of life. And that's, that's a hard thing when you're looking at the debt
2: ceiling.
3: And what you pay for a new mortgage isn't the only impact. A default could result in the loss of roughly three million American jobs. 401k accounts could lose up to $20,000. Borrowing across the board would become harder. Prices for everyday items would go up and the U.S. national debt could increase by $850 billion.
2: Now, who do you think we're borrowing this money from? I can tell you one nation that we're borrowing it from, china you know how much debt we owe china and china is not a ally to america china is in bed with other nations like russia and syria who are also not our allies guys this is not a good scenario what good can come of this listen i remember Back in my, I call it my B.C. days, my before Christ days, I used to like those mobster movies like Goodfellas and Scarface and all these movies. And and inevitably, it's always going to kind of get the same backdrop to it. And it's always the same theme is you've got the mob who, you know, they are they're going to collect their debt. They're going to come to you and they're going to, in no uncertain terms, give you uh, an ultimatum. You either pay the debt or you're basically going to go swimming with the fishes. So what's going to happen when China gets fed up with America as if they're not already fed up with America, as if Russia's not already fed up? done with america and we're going to show you more on that in just a moment and north korea and iran what's going to happen when all of these nations come together in alliance and they say, you know what we're just gonna pull the rug out from underneath the west we're going to recall our debts it's not going to be a pretty day for america when that happens if and when that happens So we're in a, even the U.S. Treasury is saying that we're in We're facing as if we didn't know this, but we're facing a crisis, an absolute crisis. Then, then we've got the, let's go to the Russian Ukraine crisis. Russia has over, we, now we've talked about this on our, I think it was our last podcast. Russia made it clear in their warnings to the West that if the West provides and NATO provide offensive weapons, tanks, aircrafts, missile defense systems, and the list goes on. If they did this, they have voluntarily just committed themselves to a war with russia they are now involved in an 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 act of war russia said that this will be an act of war in fact according to uh and so how did germany respond how did america respond <clears throat> well let me pull up this article let's talk about this um quote this is from the dailymail.com this Extremely dangerous decision takes the conflict to a new level. Furious Russia vows Western vehicles, quote, "will burn."
3: This is huge news, right? And very welcome news for Vladimir Zelensky and all of Ukraine.
0: Yeah, yeah, it certainly is. And you already heard yesterday when it sort of was seeping through that this was probably going to happen, that the Ukrainians certainly are very happy. We just got some details from the Germans. They say that their main goal is to create, in the end, two tank battalions that the Ukrainians are supposed to get. That would be about 88 of these Leopard 2 main battle tanks. However, they also say that in a first step right now, they're going to send... 14 of these tanks as fast as possible the germans also say they want the training for the ukrainians to start as fast as possible there was one interesting nuance that we got poppy uh, from the germans as well they're saying that they are going to give permission to other european countries that own these tanks to also send these Leopard two main battle tanks to the ukrainians as well that means the ukrainians could get a lot of these tanks very quickly because a lot of european nations have these tanks Now, of course we know that all this came after some pretty tough negotiations between the Germans and the United States. In the end, the United States apparently relenting to also sending Abrams' main battle tanks to Ukraine as well. Of course, the Ukrainians pretty happy to be getting tanks, both of German-make and of American-make, in a not-too-distant future as well, guys.
3: And Fred, there's been quite the response this morning from Russia, right?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right. And I was actually messaging with the Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, uh, uh, a little while ago. And first of all, he was saying that obviously the Russians say that this will increase the tension here on the continent. He says that suffering will increase for the Ukrainians as well. Uh, He wrote that in a message to me, but, but really some strong words coming from the Russian ambassador to the United States. And he said, he came out and he said that Abrams tanks that enter Ukraine will be destroyed by the Russians, of course, the Russians so far have said that about pretty much every new weapon system that the U.S. and its allies have sent so far. None of that has happened. And again, the Ukrainians really very, very happy with these decisions, uh, really believe they're going to get a lot more tanks than they had originally thought, guys.
3: All ahead of what is expected to be a real Russian escalation in the spring. So key timing. Fred, thank yeah. you for the reporting.
4: So we've been telling you this morning about this German, the German government announcing it is sending Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine after weeks of pressure from allies this comes after two officials tell cnn the u.s is finalizing plans to send approximately 30 abrams tanks as well and russia has vowed to destroy any military equipment that are supplied to ukraine and ukraine's president Zelensky warning that russia is preparing for revenge against ukraine on the battlefield so joining us now the author of the new book the bill of obligations 10 habits of good citizens which is now out. We're so happy to have him on. Richard Haas. He is the president of the Council on Foreign Relations and a veteran diplomat. Good morning. morning. we so happy to both of us. are yeah, so happy morning. to have you on this morning. Let's start with what's happening in Ukraine. What do you think of Zelensky's warning there?
1: Look, this is uh, you know, the Germans were reluctant to do this. Ukraine has wanted more arms all along. The United States has been trying to balance helping Ukraine and perhaps not provoking Russia. So I think what we're going to find out is what can Ukraine actually accomplish with these arms? Can it be a military breakthrough? Quite possible it won't. The other, what it might lead to is something more of a stalemate, and the Russians and the Ukrainians may gradually be inching in the direction where negotiations may become more acceptable. So
4: you think negotiations are not... Does this
1: continue this war you
4: said is it a stalemate that that, yeah. that
1: means a longer war longer war but at some point if both sides decide that they can't win militarily and the costs of prosecuting the war are too hot too high then that sets up a backdrop potentially emphasize the word potentially for for diplomacy we'll see but you that's my Clinton guess
4: would, diplomacy would ever agree to
1: i think it's like moment no he's worried that anything that looks like a defeat on the battlefield yeah. could weaken him at home yeah. but at some point he's going to have to make the calculation whether does that flip in reverse? And does continuing the war perhaps weaken him at home? Oh, we're not there yet. Maybe one day.
3: What about the fact, though, that it was just on last Thursday that Dmitry Medvedev, the former uh, president of Russia, basically, you know, warned in an oblique way that Russia could use nuclear weapons if they're defeated in Ukraine. He said the loss of a nuclear power in a conventional war can provoke the outbreak of nuclear war. Nuclear powers do not lose major conflicts on which their fate depends.
1: That's central to Russian nuclear doctrine. And that's something we've been, we the West, have been thinking about all along. How do you help Ukraine enough and not get to that point? But also, you don't want to signal that Russian nuclear threats have real weight. What will that teach the Russians and the rest of the world, that nuclear weapons are really useful? That's why this is such a tough crisis. you walk that line?
3: You're a diplomat.
1: (laughs) Well, at the moment, I think you you push, uh, as we're pushing. But at some point, you may say, we want to liberate Crimea which is, you know, which is, but you may not want to liberate it all militarily. And you might say maybe that's still a role for diplomacy Mm -hmm. and sanctions. This is going to be tricky. And you're exactly right. You've got to walk a line here. The administration's been doing it all along. I think not badly, but this is, this is, this is tricky given these, these threats.
4: Richard, we spoke when uh, I did the night show when this war started. And um, did you think one, did you think that it would last as long that we'd still be talking about it?
1: Early on, everyone was worried that Ukraine would be overwhelmed. We all underestimated Ukraine, overestimated Russia. By the way, we, there I include Vladimir Putin. Uh, I don't think a lot of experts thought this war was going to go the way it did.
4: So then six months into the future, what do you think?
1: It's going to look a lot like the present.
4: You do? Why do you say that?
1: Because I don't see either side necessarily having enough of a military advantage to break the other Russia's in very dug in defensive positions. Ukraine is getting more offensive firepower. I'm not sure it's going to be enough to fundamentally change the military balance. And I don't think either side is as yet ready to negotiate. But at some point, maybe.
2: And as again, as a result of this. Russia is furious the bear is furious let me give you some other headlines now things are starting to steamroll forward um denmark is calling for a mandatory military service for women according to uh this report from the straits times denmark plans pulsary military conscription for women as the Nordic country seeks to significantly boost the size of its armed forces. According to the report, the move can help Denmark meet its requirements under its NATO membership. Gee, the timing of this is impeccable, isn't it? Here's another one. Western tank deliveries equal, quote, direct involvement in Ukraine conflict. So again, Russia perceives this as an act of war. So let me ask you a question. Let me, let me go on to another article here. Russia says tank promises show direct and growing Western involvement in Ukraine. Uh, here's another article. Ukraine, look at this. And it's as if it's not enough for tanks to be given and, and drones to be given and uh, missile defense systems to be given now you've got Zelensky. now that he's gotten the drones he's got the defense system he's got the tanks rolling in now but that's not enough now he's saying we need fighter jets quote with main battle tanks from u.s and germany now headed to ukraine Kyiv is now focusing on securing modern fighter jets from western allies according to an advisor to ukraine's defense secretary uh he was optimistic optimistic about receiving western fighter jets such as the american f-16s with ukrainians uh, which ukrainians have sought since early last year when russia first invaded quote every type of weapon we request we needed yesterday Quote, we will do everything possible to ensure Ukraine gets fourth generation fighter jets as soon as possible. According to Reuters, who first reported the news that Ukraine was setting its sights on fighter jets, Ukraine scored a major win again with the announcement from President Biden. Oh, President Biden, who we're going to show you a clip from him in just a moment. He has given the green light to donate 31 American-made M1 Abrams main battle tanks there in Ukraine. So it's not enough to, to get, again, the drones, the missile defense systems, the, uh, the tanks. But now Zelensky is, you know, it's the old uh, the old saying, you give them an inch, they want a mile. Now he's saying, give us the jets i mean what what else do you need buddy you need you need soldiers on the ground do you need tactical nukes? do you need money oh that's right we've already we've already funneled billions of dollars. This is unbelievable guys listen I'm gonna ask you a question today. You could comment in the section below in the, in youtube or on facebook or or on rumble or, or on uh wherever you're watching today are we did, did we just see The initiation of World War Three. Let me ask you that question one more time. Now, this is important that you pay attention and that you answer this question. Did we just see with our own eyes through the actions of Germany and our U.S. President Joe Biden, did we just see the initiation of World War Three? Now, now you say, well, why would you ask that? Because according I'm going to show you a clip let's let biden answer that question for us shall we here we go ready here we go the idea that we're going to send in offensive equipment and have planes and tanks and trains uh, going in with american pilots and american crews just understand and uh, don't kid yourself no matter what you all say that's called world war three i'm sorry what was that called again what was that called again mr biden can you repeat that Understand. Uh, don't kid yourself no matter what y'all say no matter what y'all say that's called World War Three okay let's get it straight here guys let's get it straight here guys so again here you go with the US president out of his own mouth said let's get it straight guys we sending U.S. aircraft and tanks and, and defensive weapons and artillery and so on and so forth. He said, well, hold on here. I can hear the fact checkers or I'm sorry, the missing content, the missing context. And that is there's but there's no U.S. pilots and there's no U.S. military. Really? Are we going to are we going to play this game? I believe the we already know the answer to this. Friends, I'm telling you, this is serious. In the eyes of Russia, we have just created World War III because we're directly involved now. We're invested financially, militarily we're invested, politically we're invested. We've got Zelensky coming into the White House who Russia perceives as the enemy and he's cuddling up and he's warming right up, right to Biden. This is unbelievable, guys. I'm actually just stunned. And I'm not, you know, I'm stunned, but I'm not stunned because we know that things have to happen. We know this, the gears have to spin, the train has to continue, prophecy has to be fulfilled. But listen, there's more stuff to cover here. All the while, you got all this going on. Speaking of the U.S. military, they just joined forces with Israel and launched what is being called, quote, the most significant drill ever. Now, why did they do this? It was a show of strength against Iran. Not Russia, not China, not North Korea, Iran. The Israel Defense Forces and the US Central Command this past Monday announced the launch of a large scale drill, which a senior US defense official called, quote, the most significant exercise between the US and Israel to date. How many believes that's serious? The unprecedented drill dubbed Juniper Oak 2023 involves over 140 aircraft, 12 naval vessels and artillery systems from both countries and will last until tomorrow, which is Friday the 27th. This was according to a report from CENTCOM. According to the unnamed defense official, the drill is meant to show adversaries like Iran that Washington, quote, is not distracted enough by the war in Ukraine and the threat from China to mobilize a large military force. Oh, woo. I'm sure they're just shaking in their boots. You know, I'm sure Iran is just shaking in their boots. It is the third joint exercise of its kind within the space of a year simulating an attack on Iran involving intelligence sharing and a multi-pronged offense. It is uh, it, it is of a particular significance, considering that only two years ago, Israel was not covered by CENTCOM and instead was included in. E, uh, the European command, the move was orchestrated by the Trump administration, but was finally carried out in January of 2021. The Pentagon at, at the time called the move a, quote, sign of the changing political environment in the Middle East and pro-Israel groups held it as a sign of deepening military ties between the two nations. And listen, don't get me wrong. Uh, I I am thankful that we are still supporting Israel. But uh, let me let me pull this back here. I'm going to talk to you for a second. I want to remind you, for you guys who know your history, America, by many historians, has been compared to the ancient Roman Empire, and that is not a good thing. There's like 16 to 17 parallels between the Roman Empire and the American Empire and and the, and the demise of the Roman Empire, the rise and fall of the Roman Empire are characterized by these 17 points. And America is fulfilling all these cyclical patterns. And one of the things was Rome right before their collapse, when they fell as an empire, they they ended up stretching their military So thin they were in and they were in factions and little uh, scuffles and wars all across the world. And they stretched their military so thin that they were not even able to ward uh, uh, off their enemies that would even rise up from within or on their borders. Hello. Are you listening now? Why is this one of the main things is because Rome collapsed morally morally. Uh, from within they were so occupied by entertainment and nonsense they began to uh partake in things that were debauchery that were abominations that were uh that were wicked and i believe with all my heart that the judgment of god came upon the roman empire and they were destroyed from within they're the only empire that was destroyed from within, from inside deterioration. And again, I've said this for years. America is deteriorating from within. We're, we're destroying ourselves, guys. Look what we're doing. We're destroying ourselves. We are doing things that is causing the disfavor of God. We're causing things to store up the wrath of God against America. And again, America is not exempt. We don't get a pass from the judgment and wrath of God. When we commit the same acts and we go in the way of ancient Israel and ancient nations before us, and it was met with dire consequences through catastrophic wars, disasters, famines, plagues, and pestilences, again... Listen to what I'm telling you. We will see it happen and we are seeing it happen on our shores. Okay, so you got all this going on. And then here's another article. Let me show you this. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Quote, an asteroid will whiz past earth today as the, the recording of this today on Thursday, the 26th, and it will buzz past earth though. It will miss striking the earth according to NASA. Now, when I even say this word, it triggers flat earthers. So listen, if you're triggered by that, you're just, just, please do us all a favor and just tap out and leave the broadcast. Don't bother Blowing up the comments section, sending me hateful emails and all this nonsense because I'm not going to read it. I don't debate people on the shape of the earth because it bears no fruit and it has no bearing on salvation. So I'm just I'm saving you time. Don't waste your time. Again, this close approach of this asteroid by the way it was literally just discovered at the last minute isn't that comforting to know that but anyway it will be one of the closest approaches on record Uh, asteroid 2023 bu it's the size of a big truck will fly by the earth just 2,200 miles above the planet's surface in one of the closest approaches ever recorded, according to scientists. Uh, This asteroid will travel over the Pacific Ocean west of southern Chile Thursday afternoon Pacific time. According to um, a navigation engineer at the National Area aeronautics excuse me and space administration jet propulsion laboratory the near-earth object poses no danger and there's no expected impact quote it's not going to break up it's going to zoom past earth say hello and move on but if it, again I've, I've said this before eventually that's not going to be the case eventually According to the book of Revelation, there is an asteroid coming by the name of Wormwood. And when we get into the tribulation, that one is not going to buzz by waving goodbye and hello. It's actually going to strike the earth. And it's going to cause catastrophic damage. It's going to kill a major portion of sea life. It's going to cause the waters to become bitter. It's all there in the book of Revelation during the tribulation. Then, Then you got this article. This is from now multiple outlets have reported this. I remember when we reported this on time headlines, we got uh, again the flat earthers came out of the woodwork to call us f- fake news etc etc all because they got because of the shape the because of the shape that you're seeing on your screen here. And they don't listen to any of the content. They just they they are just triggered by this. But Let me read this according to multiple scientists who are researching this, that the quote earth's inner cores spin has slowed down and paused. Now guys, this is huge. Let me show you, I'm going to show you some stuff in just a second. Scientists believe this happens roughly every seven decades as the core will then start spinning and a reversal in a different direction. A new study says there's a direct connection between the intercourse spin and life on Earth's surface. Earth's intercourse stops spinning, but don't fret, quote, it appears this happens from time to time, say every seven decades or so. However, some say that we could actually see a pole reversal, or the earth, uh, something happened that will cause the earth to shift or tilt. Now, before everybody gets bent out of shape about whether this is possible or not, I, when I did, I dug into some research on this and discovered, because I remember I did a podcast about this years ago uh, when we talked about the days of Noah. And when you go into. to... Uh, When you go into the Bible and you study about the days of Noah, we know that according to, again, Matthew 24, 38, Jesus said, as it were in the days of Noah, as of the days of Noah were, so also be the coming of the Son of Man. Now, we always, we like to point to the unrest, the violence, the wickedness, Uh, the, the, the abominable things that was going on in the earth, dealing with society as it began to fall apart and deteriorate. But there's some other things that many times we overlook, like the fact that there's something now we know who was behind it. It was God. God was the one who orchestrated the judgment or the disaster, what we would call the great deluge, the great flood, but from a scientific level a scientific understanding how did this happen well we know that the fountains of the deep according to the book of genesis were came burst open and water came up from the fountains of the deep the the heavens were open and water came from above and beneath now did you know that even though the bible said this this was not discovered by scientists for thousands of years later And they just literally confirmed what God said in his word. And before it ever rained a drop on the earth from the heavens, it never rained. Even though God said, I will cause it to rain upon the earth. They didn't even know what this meant. That's why most people ignored Noah and they laughed and scoffed and mocked at him. Hello. The same reason why most Christians, even Christians, not so much just believers, but even Christians mock, laugh, and scoff when you use a term called the rapture. Well, that's ridiculous. That's absurd. Even though God has had practice with it, He practiced with Enoch. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God and was not, and was taken. He was hard-paced; he was caught up with God into heaven, to the third heaven, and never saw a physical death. Elijah the prophet was caught up in a chariot of fire. We go to Revelation 11 when the third temple's being constructed in Jerusalem, and the Antichrist slays the two witnesses. They lay in the street for forty-two, or, or I'm sorry, excuse me, for three and a half days. And then God raises them from the dead and they're caught up. It's the same method that he's going to use, that he used with uh, with Enoch, with Elijah, that he's going to use for the church and for the two witnesses. Are you listening to me? But then we also know, again, and from a natural perspective, things were happening to the earth. Well, I found this interesting, again, when I started digging into this, uh, because there is books that we consider Jewish history. One of them is called the book of Jasher. Now, this book is mentioned at least twice in the Old Testament that I know of. In the book of Jasher, chapter six, verse one, it says, quote, And on that day of the flood, the Lord caused the whole earth to shake and the sun was darkened and the fountains of the world rages. Now this is the fountains of the deep shaking the entire earth. That's what he's describing here in the book of Jasher. And the whole earth was moved violently and the lightning flashed and the thunder roared. And look what it says here. And all the fountains in the earth were broken up. Um, And by the way, this is going to happen not so much the great flood because we know according to the book of Genesis God said I'll never destroy the earth again with a flood he put a bow up the 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 uh, uh, the rainbow so that's a covenant that God made with the earth and with humanity and with all living things but according to Revelation chapter 12 verse 14 it says uh, John said he saw way out to the future he says I looked and when he opened the sixth seal behold there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as that cloth of hair does that sound familiar? familiar? familiar again it's that which was is that which shall be there's no new thing under the sun but watch this And the moon become, the moon became like blood and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. And then the sky receded as a scroll when it was rolled up and every mountain and island was moved out of its place. Now, this event in Revelation chapter 12 is not going to cause a, um, a universal flood again because according to Peter, he says the first judgment was by Water, the second will be by renovation of fire. Y'all still with me? Are you still tracking? All right. So then we get to another book of history, which is called the book of Enoch. Now there's two books of this. There's a book of first and second Enoch. In the first book of Enoch, chapter 64, Enoch alludes to the days of Noah, and he says this quote, in those days. Noah perceived or he saw that the earth, listen to this really clearly, became inclined. It was tilted. And that destruction approached. So, whoa, this is heavy. So according to the writing of Enoch, something naturally, physically happened to the earth, whether it was the violent shaking of the earth it caused the entire earth to shift or to be inclined or tilt. And when this happened, this brought about the ultimate end or the destruction that Enoch described as, quote, the destruction that approached. Now we know, again, if I go back to the book of Jasher, again, these are books of history. It says that when the waters began to burst open from the fountains of the deep and the waters begin to fall from the heavens. The Bible says that, or I'm sorry, the book of Jasher, I want to make that correct. The book of Jasher says is 700,000. Men and women ran to the ark, beating on the uh, on the side of the ark, pleading with Noah to open the door of the ark to let him let them into the ark. But Noah shouted out from one of the windows in the upper floor and said that the time was up. The door was shut. Hello. Are you listening to me again? You go to Matthew 25. And what does it say? There's a midnight cry. There is a, uh, there's a, um, a reprieve. There's a space to prepare and get ready to enter into the chamber. Is that not what it says? That's what it says in Matthew 25. And it says, while those that were unprepared began to scurry frantically to get prepared to enter in, to go through the door. Are you listening? Here's what it says in Burton. Let me just pull it up for you. I want to read this so you can see us. Let's pull it right up here. We're in Matthew 25. I'm right here. Look what it says. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him into the wedding and the door was shut. Somebody say the door was shut. This again is a parallel as of the days of Noah. Noah did not have control of the door. God did. When you go over here to Matthew 25, I assure you that it is not the bride groom. I would say not even the groom or the bride itself has control over the door that would be shut. I believe it was the father of the bridegroom. Now, I don't have time. Listen, if when you get a chance, you go and you study a Jewish wedding. Do yourself a favor, go study a Jewish wedding and it will explain all of this. But somebody controls that door and it's not us. Once That door is shut. You can knock on it. You can pound on it. You can scream at it. But it ain't going to open that door, honey. And listen, that's why I need you to stick around. If you're watching, you're listening today and you don't have on the right garment, you don't have on wedding garments, and you're not ready to meet the bridegroom, you need to stick around until this preacher's done because I'm about to give you an altar call. I'm about to give you an invitation to get on the wedding garments so you can be ready for the wedding and enter into the bridegroom chamber. I've got just a couple more things that I want to share with you. Okay? Uh, here's one more story. And i got to be... I'm going to use extreme wisdom on this. Let me give you, let me give you, here's the headline. How death rates are soaring across the Western world despite fatalities going down from a particular virus. Okay. Over 650,000 total deaths were registered in the United Kingdom in 2022. 9% 9% more than in 2019, describing one of the highest excess death tolls of the past 50 years and reflecting an alarming trend across the developed world. And now again, this is from Express News. Quote, excess deaths, those beyond usual numbers. Interesting. Let me just highlight that. Those beyond usual numbers are soaring in a post-pandemic and post-lockdown world. The crisis is global. So what's behind a rapid surge of these deaths? Hmm, I wonder what the answer is. I can hear the answers being shouted to me, but we're just going to use some wisdom on this broadcast, Lord. The combined effects of the pandemic and a rapidly aging population are stressing hospitals, ambulance crews and social care services to their to their limit Uh are some such reasons. However, in the struggle to improve pay and working conditions amid the cost of living crisis, staff from across the NHS, from nurses and midwives to ambulance workers and call handlers, have staged multiple rounds of walkouts. Now, this is, again, this is really kind of more about the United Kingdom, but this is happening across the whole West. This is happening in America, too. Over 4,000 people a day are having to wait over 12 hours to receive treatment in emergency departments. Oh, and if listen, isn't that, isn't this a wonderful time to pitch universal health care? Because that would make it much better, wouldn't it? As more than 7 million people are on a hospital waiting list in England alone. According to the official for national statistics, the number of weekly deaths in England and Wales was up 19 a percent on the five year average. Just in the week of January the 13th, figures show 17,381 people died, whereas just 14,544 were expected. So this is exceeding expectations, meaning 2,837 were considered excess. And that's just those that were recorded and documented. So we don't even know if that's the official numbers. Excess deaths are the plainest and most horrible, Excess deaths are the plainest and most harrowing metric of a healthcare crisis and figures from around the world show that the UK is not alone. Now, look at this chart in front of you. This is the monthly excess death rate in England in 2022. Look at from January to December. Look, it goes up and up and up and look at from January to April. And then look at August and then it spikes again. Then it keeps rising. So again, um, what am I trying to, what am I, what are we talking about today? We're talking about, let me go back to Snyder's, our blog, quote, wake up. Apocalyptic scenarios are unfolding all around us But most people are still sleeping. The world, the world's elites, all the people in the World Economic Forum, they, guys, they're letting the cat out of the bag. They're even telling us what they're expecting to come in 2023. The elites, the, the who's who's, the, the globalists, all these individuals are all saying that we are on the brink of the apocalypse. They're using biblical terms. They're taking verbiage straight from our Bibles. And they're using those terms to describe the, uh, the environment that we're in right now and where we're headed. So how is it? How is it that the world is seeing this? The world understands the, the crisis that we're in and the urgency of how bad things are deteriorating on a global scale from everything, from disasters, politically speaking, economically speaking, social, uh, social, uh, morally speaking, um, d- d- all time death rates, people d- dropping dead, dying, etc. All these things. All these things are happening on an unprecedented scale. We're seeing the war drums pounding louder and louder. louder. Jesus said you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. We're seeing the earth going into a birth Process, and we're even seeing things begin to take place in the earth that have not been seen all the way and from the days of Noah. Here's where I want to leave this broadcast today. If you're listening today and you're not right with the Lord, you are away from God. You don't have on a wedding garment. You're not ready. If that trumpet was the sound right now, and the and the and the sound of the bridegroom heralded across the world, come and enter into the chambers with the bridegroom you know in your heart and in your spirit that you are not ready friend I want to give you an opportunity if you're listening you're watching today right where you're at if you're listening watching podcasts Apple Spotify rumble YouTube Facebook live if you're watching by the website I don't care what platform listening or watching by if that's you and you, and the Spirit of God's convicting you, I want right where you're at, just repent of your sins, ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, ask Him to wash you in the blood of Jesus, ask the Lord Jesus Christ to save you, wash you and fill you with His precious Holy Spirit, and He's gonna come in, if you mean that with all of your heart, and you confess that with your mouth, and He's gonna come and live on the inside of you through the Holy Spirit, and this, my friend, is how you get on that wedding garment, It's through the precious blood of Jesus that you can be dressed. You can be ready and you can be awaiting so that when the day comes, whether it be tonight, whether it be tomorrow, whether it be a year from now, 10 years from now, whenever that trumpet sounds, I don't care where you are on your theological time scale. Whenever that day comes, you will be ready. Come no matter what, because you've got on that bride. You've got on that garment, you've got on that wedding garment and you're ready to enter into that wedding chamber. Come on, you do you accept this tonight? Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every individual under the sound of my voice that's watching today and listening today. And Lord, if they know in their heart that they're away from you, they're not right with you, they, they've never accepted you. I pray that, Lord, as they open their mouth and as they begin to repent of their sins and as they begin to ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive them, wash them, and cleanse them of all their sins and unrighteousness, I pray that you would live in and through and on the inside of them through the the Holy Spirit seal them uh, with the Holy Spirit on the d- until the day of redemption. And I pray that Father that they would get a Bible that they would begin to read the Gospels, get close to you, get an intimate relationship with you, Lord. They would find, if possible, a Bible-believing, Spirit-filled, doctrinally sound church that they could get plugged into with a group of believers that can encourage them daily, equip them, and edify them in their walk with God. Listen, if that's you today uh, and you made that decision, I want. Want to congratulate you. Uh, second of all, if you're listening today and that's you and listen, and you do not have, there is not a spirit filled, Bible believing, doctrinally sound church in nowhere in your vicinity or your area. Listen, we. We want to say welcome home. We want you to be a part of our family here at End Time Headlines. I promise you uh, everything in my ability. I will equip you, inform you, and encourage you on a week to week basis. Our topics and subjects are going to change all the time. We don't just talk about eschatology. We talk about things like heaven. We talk about hell. We talk about sin. We talk about the cross. We talk about the blood. We talk about repentance. We talk about salvation, sanctification. We talk about, we talk about everything that you need to pertain to this walk. And your walk with God that you need to be equipped and thoroughly equipped so that you can finish the races set before you. Come on, do you uh, come on? Let's just give the Lord a hand clap and just praise him today for his faithfulness. Listen, real quick, please uh, subscribe to our main website. Here's how you do it. We don't do newsletters anymore. We used to do that. Here's how you do that. If you want to keep up with our ministry, download our free app. It's available on Apple. It's available on Android. Um, you just download it. If you're listening and not watching this, just type in End Time Headlines. Look for our official ETH logo. Don't type in ETH. you got to type in End Time Headlines. Download it. Get our, our app. Push yes to push notifications. You're, uh, and you're going to be notified of every headline. And every podcast when it's readily available, right there at your fingertips. Now, as always, we want to give you the opportunity. If this ministry is a just a continual source of blessing to you and your family, we want to give you an opportunity to uh, sow into this ministry. Uh, Better yet, you can become a monthly partner. Uh, You can do this two different ways. You can give electronically through the app, right there at the bottom where it says donate, or you can give electronically through the main website at endtimeheadlines.org, Headlines.com. Or um, you can also do what we call old school. You can give by check or money order, and you can make that out right there on your screen. If you're watching, it's made out to Intime Headlines, PO Box 1391. That's Monroe, Georgia. That's 30655. So again, we appreciate you. Listen, we love hearing from you guys. Thank you so much for the birthday cards as well. Um, uh, On January 17th was my birthday. Many of you guys sent us birthday cards, birthday wishes. Uh, Again, just the regular letters you guys send. Thank you so much. It is so encouraging to get letters of encouragement from you guys and just the testimonies of how this ministry has blessed you. And of course, your generous support and your partnership from the bottom of our heart here at End Time Headlines. We are so grateful for you and your partnership and support of our ministry. Without you, we would not be able to continue to do what we do on a week to week basis. So I I never want to get tired of saying that. I always want to extend my uh, heart of gratitude and thanksgiving for you guys being such a blessing so listen we're going to sign off for today we will be back here tomorrow lord willing we plan it on friday the 27th for one more podcast to close out the week until then may the lord bless you may keep you and may his countenance shine upon you we'll see you tomorrow thank you for listening to the end time headlines podcast we pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.